You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 56, brought to you by Indwelling. Stay tuned for the beginning of the podcast as we tell you all about this organization and their upcoming March Madness pool. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. He is currently working on a line of vegan marijuana-laced granola. (laughs) First of all, I want to try that. Derek and Steve present... Is it Matt Damon? Stop. Is it it Ben Affleck? (laughs) Who else is in that movie? Robin Williams? (laughs) A special named Know Your Tens that I'm very proud of, Oscar or Imposter. I mean, what can I say? I'm just a great guest, and I get invited back for for my, my hot takes. So if people want to take my throne, um, come at me. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Welcome to You Heard It Here. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> great effort. It's great hard. effort. You almost got it. Good, almost good got mo- it. Let me try <clears throat> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 56 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how's it going? How's it going? Wow, what a question. What a question, Derek. Um, it's going well. It's going well. Not good? No, that was great. That was great. I was being. I was continuing. I was being you. Yeah, good job. Um, that was great. Yeah, the second time you nailed it. You only took the one. The second time I nailed it. The second time it. you actually nailed it. The like way the exact, it's said. Like exactly how yeah. it gets said. I so, knew I could uh, do it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you just needed to practice once. Um, good, so good shooters don't miss twice. Good <laughs> shooters don't miss twice. So we had said last week we were going to uh, have Steve do that intro, but and we, Steve did it. But to be fair, he told me that right I was going to do it right before he right pressed before. the button for the show. Right to before start. it wasn't like a week long. I was like, "Hey, Steve, remember your intros this week?" Like yes. it wasn't that type of thing. So two tries is it not was, bad. Yes, that was that was a genuine two tries without any practice. So, <laughs> uh, so you heard Steve say it, episode fifty six. Have you heard it here second? Uh, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. We have an yes, official sponsor. We do. So I'll let you kick off the description, but it is Indwelling. Yeah, so Indwelling, I-N-N, uh, dwelling, spelled like dwelling, W <laughs> D W E L L I N G. Um, Indwelling is hosting a March Badness Pool. They are a sponsor this week. Um, thank you to longtime listener Kim Curtis, who uh, works with Indwelling. Um, they're doing a 50-50 March Madness Pool. So it's $10 donation. Winner of the pool uh, gets 50% of the prizes, or 50% of the uh, the money, and the rest goes to the organization. Um, and we'll say a little bit more about indwelling. I'll, I'll read it for you here. All right. I'm going to read it word for word. And Do then it. you're going to read the second paragraph. Okay, cool. Okay. So let's talk about indwelling. So what is indwelling? Uh, we serve economically disadvantaged Philadelphia students in grades 6 through 12. Our mission is to break the cycle of poverty through ev- education, so our focus is getting our kids into academically rigorous private schools so they have a chance to compete in the college process and get the scholarships they need to make college a reality. Just to give you some stats, in the last two years, we've had 20 students graduate, and they were offered a combined $8 million in college scholarships to great schools. Villanova, Haverford, Loyola, Drexel. No BC on this list, but we'll let it slide for now. Um this year, three of our kids actually already committed to colleges for the fall, Notre Dame, stinks, Wellesley, and Cornell, uh, and earned significant merit scholarships. The urban public schools are not comparable to the suburban schools and certainly nowhere near the private schools. So our kids have a huge academic hurdle to overcome on the top of their financial barriers to a great education. Uh, one of our kids actually had to leave his home as a teenager because of his mother's substance abuse uh, and went on to graduate from Harvard Law School. Needless to say... These kids put us all to shame. 
So in summary, the money that we raise is going to help uh, really great kids get a high quality education so they can be on the same playing field as their more affluent peers. It also is uh, our personal mission to get one of the kids that, go, uh, that goes to, to go to BC so that maybe a strong showing uh, from BC grads in the pool would help to persuade them uh, to do so. So uh, we have the links uh, here, so you can reach out to us for links, but we have uh, indwelling.org. So again, I-N-N-D-W-E-L-L-I-N-G, indwelling.org uh, is the organization's website. And on the very front page of that, if you visit that, uh, you get the link right in the front that says to sign up for the March Madness pool. So uh, it looks like it's just a you, you just can donate on Venmo ten dollars. And we'll we'll and, post and the Facebook up. link yeah. in the uh, description of the episode too. So mm-hmm. they'll be able to click that right. if you're watching, whether it's on um, the iTunes app or um, on the mm-hmm. website. Um, so there's a few ways to get there. I, I think if you're going to play March Madness for money, if you're going to do a bracket, which everyone probably is, you might as well have half the money go to a good cause. Um, most of us actually. 99% of us aren't going to win our pools. So yeah. if you're going to lose money, it's better to lose to uh, a good organization than yeah. to your uh, smelly friend, Derek. Definitely, yeah. So, um, uh, And we're both playing. We're both in We're it. both going to play, yeah. yeah. So if you want to play so, against us yeah. and, t- and test your skills against the podcasters in, and, and, indwelling March Madness pool. Yeah, and, and we'll see. Hopefully there's some type of a leaderboard update that we can follow along with. I, I imagine there will be, and we can give updates uh, on the podcast as, as that's going along and see who's who's winning and see – uh, if any of our listeners uh, decide to join in, let us know, and we can keep track of uh, your name in the leaderboard as well so we can announce on the podcast and as it, that goes on. And although 50-50 sound like you're not winning a lot of money, there's already a significant amount of people. I think they already have over $200 in the pot, um, and this is bef- this is very early on. The, the, um, the bracket hasn't even come out yet for Sunday, so uh, I expect there to be a decent uh, prize, so it should be fun. There you go. So uh, in Dwellings, March Madness Pool, uh, thanks again for – the sponsorship, and we're happy to spread the word about it. So let us know if you want to join and just go to indwelling.org uh, to get involved with that. So uh, that kicks us into uh, related to BC, uh, our first topic, which is the BC update. The BC update. Uh, no sports update for us today, only an update on what we <laughs> talked about last week, yeah. which was taking back Cleveland Circle. Um, I don't so want to talk about this for very long. <laughs> we won't talk about this very long, but we have some revisions to make. Uh, last week, Not we. we. I think Last week do. we, I think that well, I'd have to pull up the audio. I don't think that you were ready to call it quits after this year, um, I which said we might one now more. be, which we might now be on board to do. So, uh, taking back Cleveland Circle, uh, Marianne's the bar that we uh, went through college with. That was uh, a beloved BC location that all of our uh, classmates have uh, always enjoyed going to, and and we went there during school. Uh, has not been maintained or cleaned once in the last year. Definitely we, not cleaned. Certainly definitely not, not cleaned. cleaned. And definitely not maintained either, I don't think. So there's two things. I think the first thing I'll say is I think we're at that point where Marianne's is, has become a one of those places where you don't go for a long time and you go back in years later and really reminisce. Yeah. It's not a once-a-year place anymore. Right. Yeah. Because there's a lot of places I go once a year <laughs> that are way better than that. Yes. Um, I love Marianne's to death. I always will. But I think for me and most of the people we are with, it's becoming a once every few years, yeah. go back, yeah. reminisce, like almost like a, a return, like a re- place to return to after yeah. after a long time away. Like like same like the reunion. You know, the yeah. reunions are five years, ten years. That's probably perfect years. perfect like, example. Um, that's probably more fitting for Marianne's at this stage. Um, so certainly going to revise my statement of two years after this year. Definitely yeah. not. Um, my second thing. I mean, my second yeah. thing is. The bathroom. Oh my God! Was 
the seventh circle of hell. It was. It was the it most was. disgusting place I have ever been, and that's not a joke. Yeah. I, uh, no, you're the second person separately who has called it the seventh circle of hell. Like another person who who is not <laughs> who doesn't know that you said that and you didn't know that they said that called it the seventh circle of hell. That's on Twitter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, a kid that I went to BC with, a kid that's younger than us, called it the seventh circle of hell, the bathroom. It is, it, I, I don't know how in-depth we should get in describing we it. We shouldn't get in-depth. But we should get a little. We should get a little. <laughs> so there's three urinals, and if there, – no, there's two urinals and a toilet. Yeah. And if all three are being used at the same time, everybody's butts are touching. Yep. So it's a very small bathroom. Yes. And it, there's usually five people peeing in right. it in a three-toilet Yep. Place. Yeah. So and, there's and, two and ev- in the toilets, one in the sink, one in the trash can, yeah. and everything you just said is 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 not different than what it always was. Yes, it's told, so, that's that's <laughs> not the part of it. That's the seven circle. We'll hell. spare you the gross details, but there were multiple. I, I don't even want to no, say. It. There's no details. Okay. the The trash can was filled with something that wasn't filled. <laughs> it's a big industrial trash can filled with things that weren't trash. Right. I'll just say that. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. Bad news. It was, it was bad. Bad news and. Uh yeah, that's it. So that's I mean, that, it. That's it. So we're gonna kick off the podcast. Um, so, so we're not going back there next year, I don't think. Um, well, let's. It's we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It's we'll kind of like a pain, like it's, it's like a pain thing. You forget how painful yeah, things are. Next year we'll forget that, like that we decided that, and you know, I mean, so what we will say I will touch quickly on. We talked about whether the crowds were going to start to have an influence, and the crowds are getting a lot younger than us. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if we were the oldest people there, but we were probably close to it. Um, and so that certainly has an impact, which is well. also kind of embarrassing. It is kind of you embarrassing. you never want to be the oldest person yeah. anywhere. Yeah, we were with our friend uh, James at the bar, and uh, two BC student, uh, not students, two BC graduates walked up and <laughs> asked if he was their RA uh, their freshman year in Duchesne on Newton campus, which he was. Which the answer to that was yes, <laughs> to which we all made fun of him, and uh, immediately, but immediately realized that we were making fun beers. of ourselves <laughs> uh, at the same time because he is RH. So. Uh, so that's that. I mean, um, we'll, we'll decide next year, but it's certainly, uh, I will say we're not going more than one more year as a yeah. regularity. You know, I, I think it's got to become what you said or we is that go- during football season, it's like maybe, Hey, Oh, we're going back to MAs today. Yeah. Like, like for, during the day, like going before, back for, for the, for the take back yeah. event. Yeah. There's, there's reasons I guess you should go to Marianne's. Yeah. I can't think of many, but yeah, there's some so, out there. Anyway, the take back event was good. Also we could, you know, more and more people that I've seen are considering, you know, they go back and they go to Cityside, which which Ugh, is not something that we ever did. Do that to me. It's not Jared. something we ever did, but it's something that I would consider doing. If you're going back to Cleveland Circle, you, first of all, you should just go to like Hops and Scotch. You should you should go to there's cooler go bars. Go somewhere different, yeah, yeah. I, at this point, though, I would go to Cityside before I base next year. That's pretty incredible. I would. I don't think I would ever go. I would. I would to go Cityside. On purpose. I would, I would go on purpose. <laughs> okay. So. uh um, or well, by accident. Well, yeah. Well, we'll consider that next year. We'll cross that um, bridge when we come to it. So there it is, the BC update. Um, no sports updates, just MAs update. So that brings us to uh, period number two. We have three periods today. Uh, pop culture. Yeah. So we, we have, have a couple good, movie reviews. I think we have a yeah. good pop culture segment this yeah, time. Yeah, I think so too. Because these are usually the things we review are not new. <laughs> new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At all. They're, like you they're heard, 10 years you, old. You actually yeah. literally heard it here second. Um, you've you've already heard all these. These are all pretty new. Yeah. Um, and I think people might be interested. So our first one, I'll let you kick it off. But our, we we went to see a movie in a movie theater, which I haven't done in probably over a year. Yeah. Uh, we saw Get Out. Yeah. Um, the movie 
Is it directed by Jordan Peele or produced by it Jordan is, Peele? I believe it's directed by Jordan Either Peele. Either way, he, he's a he's a big figure in the creation of the movie. Um, Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, so he's a well-known comedian. Um, and this movie was it was funny, but it was certainly more on the thriller spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you kind of kick it off, and then I'll uh, bring it bring it home. Yeah, so it's written and directed by Jordan Peele. His debut in that in both of those roles, I believe, for uh, feature film. Um, certainly for horror uh, genre, de- you know, definitely. He might have been involved in some comedy movies. I think Keanu uh, was then, yeah, but, he, yeah, but he this was but his first this is alone. His, yeah. This is his thing, and it's his debut as a director. Um, so, you know, first of all, I'll say this. Going into it, you mentioned that we haven't been in the movies in a long time. We talked about this before, is that with the price of movie tickets nowadays as well, it, it, for me, it's become like a, I'm generally, you know, I love going to the movies, but I will generally try to only go if I'm pretty confident that I'm going to have a good movie experience. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm generally not rolling the dice on a lot of movies anymore at the movie theater. Uh, I, I just much, I'm much more likely to wait for till I can see it out of the movie theater. Um, so th- this one we were pretty confident in because it had the infamous 99% Rotten Tomatoes, had 100% Rotten Tomatoes through a week so uh, actually, being released. So actually, this is interesting too, in a, a sidebar, we learned how the tomatoes yeah. ratings worked. And I think that's in, you should describe that because that's yeah. pretty interesting for, yeah. so, for the listeners. Yeah. So the tomato meter, uh, and and you know, I was reading an article that actually made a good distinction, and it's like people should realize this when looking at the tomato meter that the tomato meter is not a person and it's not a review of any sort. The tomato meter is a metric of how many of what percentage of movie critics gave the movie a positive review. So the movie reviews by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes are binary. And they're basically positive. pass or fail. They're pass or fail. They're they're positive or negative. And the tomato meter that you see for any of these movies, um, and also the audience meter, I believe, I'm not po- I would need to double check that, but at least the tomato meter is how many of the critics, what percentage of them gave them a positive gave the movie a positive review. So uh, get out had a one hundred percent for about so a week. It's it's not how we rate things with um, I gave Steve it a 92. Yeah. yeah, it's not an average. Like everybody gave it a hundred. That doesn't mean that it's. It doesn't mean that everyone who saw the movie said this is a hundred. You know, because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what you think when you first see Rotten Tomatoes yeah. 100, 100 rating. So you know that said, um, it had a hundred percent, and then it dropped down to ninety nine percent, which I believe it is still at. Uh, I will try to double check that. But so ninety nine percent is what it stood at, and it was because of this uh, one troll guy who just who, who who rates movies the opposite of what it actually is. You know, he's he's documented as that. Uh, he's he's rated a bunch of good movies as negative and a bunch of bad movies as positive. So Confir- uh, confirmed, it's still ninety nine. Yep, still a ninety nine with still only the one rotten review. So, long story short, we we're very confident we were getting ourselves into a good movie here, uh, and it was you know I, we shouldn't do any spoilers, but it was the best. Uh, it, it was the best way that I would have seen it going. I think um, there there's it's very it's pretty straight to the point. It doesn't take any cheap cheap shortcuts or cheap yep. exits. Um, it has its twists, which you don't see coming. You Maybe some of them you see, some of them you kind of see coming, others you don't see coming at all. This is how I described it, and you're, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. There is a main storyline, like a mm-hmm. central plot mm-hmm. that you can guess. Like you can see it coming mm-hmm. the, the whole way. Well, most of it, but mm-hmm. it's very linear, and you, you can follow it and, and feel like you're involved in yep. how the movie's moving forward. But on the side of these... Uh, of this main plot there's twists left and right so there's things you're learning that are all twists and they're they're not you're right they're not cheap mm-hmm. things happen and you're like oh and you like start to yeah. clap you're like i didn't know like the whole movie theater started clapping yeah. at certain twists because yeah. they were so yeah. excited about or, it or or like yelling or like anxiously uh 
you know, it's like, it's weird yeah. when you're in a movie theater and everyone basically goes, "That was a great idea." Yeah, yeah. At the same time, exactly, and, and that happens. That happens at a couple of at a couple points that yeah. you don't see coming. Um, so, particularly the two most blatant applause points that I can remember are both instances that I didn't expect what was about to happen. Yes, I expected something different. Um, and so, at the same time, though, it's not like a again, it, like we said, it's not a cop out uh, twist where it's like, oh, actually, this happened, and like they're just like, just believe us, this this is how this works. You yeah. know, it's like the 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 way things worked were, was very plausible. Um, it also, you know. For those of you who might be like I was, a little bit skeptical as far as like, okay, Jordan Peele, like, how is he doing a horror movie? Like, this isn't his style. Um, this movie has a lot of humor, yeah. you know, mixed into it, um, and not forced. Not forced at all. Some of it, some of it, a little bit. Uh, how how should I put this? Some of it's a little bit, uh, like heavy-handed, heavy-handed humor, like uh, but on purpose. awkward humor, yeah. like like a lot of racial undertones humor type of stuff like mm -hmm. like self-deprecating humor in some yep. areas uh but others of it is very key and peel humor too yeah um the particularly uh the main character's friend uh i can't remember his name offhand but uh his friend who works in tsa during the movie is a is the main source of comedy and he's great in the, in the role mm -hmm. and and it's one of those performances that you could see launching that guy into some more comedy roles i think um so overall it just you know that that's about as much as i could say without spoiling anything but um it's very uh, it's a great mix of horror and humor. It's and it's when we say horror, it's, it's not jump thrill, out scary yeah, it's thriller. Horror. It's yeah. it's a it's an intense thriller, but at no point was I scared. There's, I don't a, think. there's, there's maybe two, maybe two or three jump moments, and and but not. And I, I not will that I will bad. say the jump moments are kind of the jump moments are the only quote unquote cheap moments. Like there are a couple of. Uh, oh, quick zoom and like not. I just, There's not like quick zoom, like like loud noise, like just with the like appearance of someone. Like yeah. like th those are like the the, the only stereotypical kind of like cheap, you know. The, ploy, the scary move. The scary moments for this movie are like you're sitting, wringing your hands in the seats because you're like, yeah, you like something's gonna happen. It's mm -hmm. but it's just very high intensity, very high mm -hmm. pressure moments. Mm -hmm. uh, I I really enjoyed it. So are we ready to rate it? We are. All right, rate it. I gave it this this same rating on the way home, and I'll stick to it. Uh, I'll go with ninety five percent Derek Dragon Fruits, certified Pattaya Colada. Certified Pattaya Colada. I am also going to rate it. I'm going to give it a ninety one percent Steve Nicholas Avocado, certified Guac. Uh, I am a very hard critic of um, thriller movies. I, yep. I will say this: you said this on the way out, and I really, really um, thought it was a great point. This movie's so unique. It's really not like any other movie I've ever seen, mm -hmm. and it could launch a career of. I would watch a ton of movies made by him if they were all like that. Mm -hmm. So similar to Quentin Tarantino or uh, who is the other M. person? Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan, something like that, where they have their I, their identity. As they're a exactly, director. and this and this was that kind of movie. If he made, if he continues to make that type of movie, mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to describe over over podcast, yeah. but. Yeah, it's a very unique, very distinct movie. If he continues to make that, he's going to be an excellent director. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and just to piggyback off of that, we I think one of those identifying moments that 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 could be, and it won't be a difficult thing to pull off either. Like if I look at it on the spectrum of like M Night Shyamalan, right? That he needs a like every one of those movies needs to have a twist that's like it's got to be nailed. Like otherwise, people are just not going to like it at all. And a lot of them people don't like. Yeah. Um, There's some M Night Shyamalan's where the twists are not nailed. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and that brings you down a peg. Um, Jordan Peele, I think, with this style that he went with in Get Out, 
I think that if I think that he has the potential because I'm gonna refer to the ending of this movie without spoiling anything, but you know what I'm talking about. The way that the that the plot gets resolved is a, is a way in which everyone's on board. Like everyone is just like, yes. Like, why aren't more movies yeah. resolving their plots like this? It, it didn't end with like the the new thing in movies. Maybe it's not the new thing, but some, it seems like it is. Is very depressing. Everything yeah. has an ending that's more realistic and mm-hmm. just unfortunate mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. either the viewer or the people involved in the actual movie. Yep. Uh, this was just pure conclusion. Yeah. It, it just, was very well put together it, it and very well ended. It didn't take too long. It didn't take too long to end it. You know, it's just, just, just it's hard to explain without people seeing it. But, yeah. but when you, when you see the probably... ending, when you see the ending of the movie, I think you'll know what we're talking about. And it's like, I could totally see him having all his future movies have that moment where it's like, ah, oh, here comes the ending. Like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's like just, it's nothing, it's nothing that takes too long. And it's just like a power packed 15 minutes of the movie, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, so I, I think yeah. The movie was it was over a week after it had already come came out, and the movie theater was packed. It yeah, was, it was on a on a weeknight, on, on a Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people are still going out to see it. If you haven't, I'd recommend it. I will say, yeah. you know, like like we're talking about, if you if you kind of if you're like us and you generally just get out to the movies a couple times, like you know, not you're not going all the time, and you're looking for the ones that are going to be good movie experiences, I think this is. This is a movie I'm very glad that I saw in the theater because yep. of the uh, the 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 movie theater reactions in this movie are great. Yeah, like like the reactions really you hear is. around you from from the comedy to the horror to the to the racial progressive tones, like like to all of the stuff in the movie. I think the reactions from the theater are 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 ones that you want to experience. It's that's a good point. I yeah. agree. So, so there's Get Out. That's the review of that. And so then get in. So get, get in with in, Get Out. Get in to Get Out. Um, we it brings us to our second movie review, which is which is <laughs> Sausage Party, um, which we watched last night. So this is on a, Netflix. So on Netflix, this yeah, is available this is, this is on a streaming right there platform. For you. Yeah, right there for you if you want to watch it. Um, not too long of a movie. I think it was pretty short, like an hour and a half or so. Um, the uh, so this is an adult Pixar movie. It's a. It's not it's, by Pixar. It's but well, it's, it's a Pixar style. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's an so animated movie. It's a. It, it does look a lot like a Pixar movie as far as its its quality of the animation. It, it, it's good. One million percent was not. Yeah. No. 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 I know. It's definitely not a Pixar. But um. But so it's a. Uh, in fact, it's probably. Uh, is it Judd Apatow? It might be a Judd Apatow movie because it's got all those guys in it. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Yeah. It's uh, it's that group. Yeah. So um. It's that group, Seth Rogen, Danny McBride, Paul Rudd, um, Nick Kroll. Like, all, they're all the voices. Kristen Wiig. So it's like you know that cast of the characters. Frat, the frat pack. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it is – I don't know. You want to explain the plot of this movie? Yeah. I'm, it's, I mean, <laughs> there's no real – there is kind of There's a plot, somewhat of a plot. Basically, you've seen the, the previews for it. But <laughs> yeah. the Sausage Party is the, the food is sentient. The food can have feelings and get hurt and speak and talk and they're, they're – dressed like humans so it's all food all food in the grocery store and they think that humans are gods to begin with until they realize that humans are taking them home and ripping them in half and eating them and chopping them up and putting them in boiling water and it's very very gruesome it's in like the the way it kind of has to be to make sense (laughs) that being said it's it's definitely over the top in a way way over the top in a ton of different ways it's over the top in its <laughs> racial stereotypes. It's over the top in its sexual undertone. If you can even have like those weren't even undertones. They weren't even. <laughs> yeah, they just. It's like 
what the heck was going on? Yeah. Um, it's over the top in its language, in how it handles humans in the movie. It's just everything. I mean, but it's, that's what yeah, makes it that's, this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had the same experience. I was kind of just like my jaw was on the floor the entire time I was watching the <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything you just said is accurate. It's very over the top in all those areas. It's exactly what like it, which shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, like if you, it's well, a, it's as. Yeah. It's definitely more over the top than you expect it to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's It's true. not surprising that's true. that it's, it's that raun- it is over the top. That it's raunchy and, yeah. and v- like really realistic yeah. and kind of gross. Yeah. But it's way more than you expect. It is it is a lot more than you expect. Um it's so on the binary scale, it's like if you expect it to be closer to normal versus way over the top, you'd expect it to be closer to way over the top with Seth Rogen in that group. And it's but way you're more right. than that. It's it's like to, it's it's the next it's turn, just turn as, the knob to twelve. It's just as far. Yeah, yeah, it's just as from what you expect to normal, is is the, as big of a gap as what you expect to what you see. Like it's that big of a gap in the other direction of being way over the top. Um, that said, it's uh, it's pretty clever. It's it, very it's, clever. It, there, so for for our, for all of its pitfalls and how aggressively over the top it is, it is very clever. Um, the whole movie, even this is, sounds terrible, but even the like stereo stereotypes in the movie are they're, very they're funny. Yeah, like it's it, yeah. and it it shouldn't be funny. It's 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 yeah. I don't know. It's it's very tough to talk about, but it's so clever. Like they're yeah. doing things that you would never ever think of. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it just I don't know. It's just yeah. It's it's yeah. very good. It, it's it's extremely. It's I I wouldn't say it's extremely good. It's well, extremely no, the, clever. It's Extremely, it's, yeah, extremely the, the clever. cleverness, the jokes, the cleverness the jokes are and, so well thought out. Yeah, the jokes and the cleverness are all top notch uh, in the movie. Uh, the movie itself, I haven't, I didn't even give this any thought of rating yet, so I have to decide here. Do it on the fly. Um, I'm gonna give it like, a, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, this is appropriate. I'm gonna give it a 69. <laughs> I'm gonna give Sausage Party would. a 69. I kind of knew you and, would. And, and, uh, and so. I was around that anyway. That's I'm gonna give it a 69. Okay. Derek Dragon Fruits, not not, not certified. Okay, you don't have to explain it. Okay, <laughs> that's it. So I'm gonna give it a 55. Steve Nichols avocados. I loved the jokes. It was just so much all at once. It was almost it's, like it should have been a bunch of like mini skits or mini yeah. series. Like, uh, what like was a that? YouTube what was series. That? What was that old uh, Happy Tree Friends or whatever? Mm. You ever see that? There was like an old, old cartoon when we were in middle school, and it was just the most gruesome cartoon, like deaths and stuff. <laughs> and it was literally just that. It was just <laughs> food getting annihilated. Yeah. Um. So That's, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was. If they toned <laughs> it, it, it's hard to say if they if they toned if they turned it down or toned it back a bit, it'd be better. And I think it would have, but then it would have lost the reason it basically exists. Yeah, yeah. they they couldn't. I, I think that they 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 felt that they couldn't walk the line, which is probably correct. They were doing that on purpose. They yeah. were absolutely seeing how far they could get with certain jokes. Yeah, as an inside joke, like yeah. they, their whole movie was one big inside joke. They yeah. were they were high the entire time, laughing at every joke they wrote, and yeah. definitely didn't cut one joke. No, no matter what. Yeah, they just shoved <laughs> them all in there. Yeah. And, and and beat and them to the, death. The proof that you have of that is in the ending, which is so stupid. <laughs> the ending is so so stupid. Where yes. where, they, where they get extreme. Uh, this isn't even a spoiler. There's no spoilers in this movie. They the, they they get really meta and they start like. So so what, when they, they realize dis- what, yeah. they they discover that the that this great beyond that they all think is like 
the the promised land. Like they where think the humans take them. They think the humans take them to like the great beyond where everything's awesome and they like they're all excited to leave. And that's like a myth that's been propagated down to all the food in the grocery store. <laughs> um, so when they learn that that's fake, they then start to then they get this new truth bestowed upon them that they themselves are are fake and that they're actually a cartoon and they're not food and that the the hot dog is actually this guy named Seth Rogen and it's like it's all just meta upon meta yeah, and it's, it's so dumb it's so dumb it's such a dumb ending to the movie um but it had to be it it had to be and exactly it all fits together the saving like, grace of this movie besides like how clever very specific jokes are is that you know you know exactly how they thought of this movie yeah they were high, or someone was on drugs, <laughs> took like a tomato, it was probably like Jonah Hill, and he pretended to cut it and be like, oh no, eh, like yeah. pretended to kill it. Yeah. And then they're like, we're making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just sat there for hours, brainstormed all yep. the different ways to kill food, and wrote a movie. Yep. And, and, and yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. And, and then, uh, again, I guess we're just, we're giving spoilers here because it's, 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 I don't think this movie matters if you give spoilers. The, the way that the humans and the food, in glimpses can talk to each other is just so them. It's just so that group of, of people yeah. in that the human has to be on uh, bath salts. has to be on bath salts and then they can see and interact with the food. But as soon as they come down off of the bath, bath salts, the hot dog is just like lying there again and they can't perceive the hot dogs <laughs> motions and it, everything. Hearing you describe it <laughs> uh, is the worst. Yeah. I, I feel like we could do a We could have done a produced segment of us like in a serious tone describing the plot of the movie. <laughs> It would have been bad. It would have been really bad. So, oh. so that's that. That's Sausage Party. I think we've had enough of that one. Moving on to our TV topic is Man in the High Castle. We talked about this a while ago, I think, when we started watching it. We've been watching it at a relatively slow pace. Um, it's a good Amazon show. Uh, we had reviewed it when we first started watching it. I think we were a little higher on it, no pun intended, when we first ah, started. When we good. first started watching it, I think we were a little bit more impressed with it than we have been over the course of the season. I don't know if that has to do with us slowly watching it and kind of spacing out uh, the episodes or if it's just that it's actually gotten a little bit worse, but what do, what do you think? So I was not sold on this movie to be, or this uh, series to begin with. I really, really, really like the concept. It's We've to, we've said it before, it's if the World War, if uh, U.S. lost World War II, West Coast is dominated by um, Japanese powers, East Coast is dominated by Germany and the Reich. And now it's it's become this weird love story ish type yeah. thing. It's there's so many cool directions you can go with it, and they're really not going anywhere with it. There's a sci-fi element now. There's a stupid love story. There's there's just not enough. I, I don't want to say action, but I don't know. It, it, the I feel action's like, tailed off. I feel like a lot. I, I mean, I feel like they think that we're really interested in this love story that we hate. At least I hate it. We. I mean, so I don't. I think I wouldn't not, say I hate the whole thing, but I think that I think it's stupid. It's making the like characters do stupid things, and I'm like, this is not how you would act. It's yeah, it's stupid because it's a love triangle that is not really a triangle. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's not. It, there's no equal weight in this love triangle. But like like the movie love triangle that you see is like the two guys with the girl, and, and the girl is torn. Right, that's like a movie. That's like a lo- movie love triangle. Yeah, she's not torn, like she doesn't like. She shouldn't be torn. She's she doesn't really know Joe at all. So yeah, like she doesn't know him. It, 
So, like, anyway, but what they, I don't know. So I, this is what I'll say about the show. We're on this. The we're only on season one. There's one episode before the finale. Okay. It's pretty good. I think the finale is gonna make it. Be- I think the finale. It's leading towards something interesting. I would say that's. This true. was the first time when we watched it this weekend, second to last episode of the season. I think it was episode nine. That I was like, whoa, that's a cool thing. Something cool just happened, mm-hmm. and I think you know what I'm I'm yeah. talking about. But and I won't give it away. But if that becomes the main driver of the storyline, and there is like a a twist because it seems like now there could be. Yeah. Then I'm really interested. Yeah. Then I have a vested interest. I'm like, this is cool. I want to learn more about it. Yeah. I just wish they would have revealed that so, way earlier. Yeah. Because because these films have been the core mysterious driver of the plot. Like the films have been the equivalent. If, if I can throw it back 10 years, the equivalent of the smoke monster and lost yeah. of like a, what is this thing? Why is it important? Like what's, what's this deal here? Those are the films in this show. That's what the films have been. They've they've regarded these these mysterious films that are being transported as like the gospel and and the every the all important thing in the world. And so we really haven't had any progression on that plot point until like why do we until care? Recently. Like I don't care about those films. Yeah. Now we care. Now about we, them. now we have a reason to know some clues about it. So if they continue to build upon that and they hopefully ditch this lo- either ditch the love story or make it actually like significant in some way like. <laughs> Well, like, like make, <laughs> yeah. make it make any sense at all. Like then, then I'll be I'll be okay with with there being a love triangle if it makes any sense. I just like, feel like they're not acting like normal humans. They're not. They're, they're not. just acting like which. They're not. Ju- the, I, I think they're just bad actors. The single. I so I, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Um, none of them are big name actors. So that's that's one thing. Um, the single thing in this past episode that was like, come on, this this is stupid. Like this love triangle is stupid. Is when uh, Ben goes and pays the money to get Joe out of um, out of his confinement and Frank you mean and, uh, Frank sorry yeah Frank Frank I don't know why I said Ben who's <laughs> is there Ben I don't know okay Frank um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who Ben is but um, maybe I was thinking about he Lost. looks like a Ben <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, so Frank breaks him out and then Frank's like all right Joe I'll see you later like I'm going Juliana and I are leaving and then Joe gets very confrontational and standoffish, and he's like, "Where are you taking her?" Yeah. Like Joe, uh, they're this is their boyfriend and girlfriend. They're dating. Yeah. Like like you, I don't know where you came from, <laughs> yeah. but, but like, but you also are a, a part of the enemy to Juliana, and you just like randomly like her, and like you have you're in no position to be asking him where he's going with her. It's it was just, just stupid. Very, yeah. It was stupid. It was the most phony confrontation. Yeah. Like That's he would never be like, "Oh, where are you bringing her? Where are you like, bringing your girlfriend?" Uh, I don't know. She's my girlfriend. I'm gonna. We're gonna get out of this di- very dangerous place that we're in. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Go it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's where we are now. We could be trending in the right direction. I think this last episode may have put us in the right direction. Um, we should watch one more episode to at least complete season one. Yeah, definitely. If it, if it ends really well, we'll come back to it. If not, we'll yep. let it fade away and probably never talk about it again. That's probably exactly what's going to happen. Cool. One of one of those two things. Yeah. So that brings us to our final topic in pop culture. I guess it's not really pop culture. Oh, it's sort pop. of it's pop, pop culture. culture. This is an app that you have to get. Oh, and you don't have to get you ha- it. You, well, I mean, you we're throwing all to, our weight behind it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I guess it's too soon to say you have to get it, but you might want to get it. Uh, it's called House Party, and it's it's not a revolutionary idea at all. It's video chatting. Um, but the way it is is something that's intriguing to us a little bit. Yeah, so, so House Party allows you to have multiple people on video chat at the same time. So 
today while we were at work, we had four people on the chat. It, and, and the funny thing is it's an open source or it's like an open room yeah. and you join it. You join a room and it says Derek has joined the room and it'll give me a notification. So anyone else who wants to join that conversation just goes in if they're if they have the time. Yeah. So the second I open the app up, I'm gonna open it up, and there's gonna be just me probably. Like, like let's just say it's just me, and then everyone who's friends with me is gonna get a little thing on their phone. It won't buzz or anything. I think it's just like a silent notification, yeah. like Derek is in the house. And so then if they they get that notification, and then they can join if they want. And so then let's say Steve swipes that notification open, and now he's video chatting with me. He's in the room, and now all of Steve's friends are gonna get a notification that says <laughs> yeah. Steve's in the house. And then Steve's friend, who I don't know, maybe, uh, joins in, and now he's in the house with me and Steve if he clicks it's, to join. And when you're in the house, means you're just on a face just chat. Just on, on a face chat with them. Uh, and then that person's friends are all going to get a notification that says, Bob is in the house. And then, et cetera. You, you get that picture. But And so today, just when we got home, um, I don't know who joined first. Maybe it was Steve. So maybe it was Tommy. I'll lead off with uh, someone requested me. Someone friend requested okay. me on it. Someone just downloaded it. So I opened up the app and didn't uh, – it's kind of hard to navigate Yeah, you can't open the app without joining the house. So I opened the app and accepted it, and it, I joined the house. And within five seconds, <laughs> Tommy, Derek, and Eric Hamlet were in the house. <laughs> they were like boom, 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 three faces like all at work. Derek was home. I was at work. Tommy was at work. Eric was at work. It was, was I letting you do that? And you kind of just – Smile and laugh for a bit because there's a lot of voices. Yeah. Um, the way I described it is it's the physical embodiment of the old school Bud Light What's Up commercial <laughs> where people are just calling and going, what's up? That's exactly what and it is. It's exactly that. You just open the app and everyone goes like, ah, what's up? <laughs> Until people can't really hear and then log out. Or when we were talking about the podcast, with uh, we were trying to get someone else on the podcast. We had all three of us on, which was helpful. Yeah. Um, it's definitely an app for college students. Yes. It's 1 million percent. You wake up hungover on Sunday, open the app, wait for someone to join and say, I need to go to the dining hall. And then just like, let's wait a minute and see if anyone else yeah. joins the room and see if they want to go. That's like yeah. the, the most practical use for house party. 100%. The the second most practical is if you're just having fun and, and all your friends have it and you just join and they show up and go, ah. <laughs> so it, it's pretty fun. Yes. The times I've opened it with multiple people, it's been fun. Just not very useful. It's it's not the best app. Uh, the connections are generally pretty bad. It's not very useful. Um, the notifications are can be annoying because like you get notified every time someone joins the house. Um, but it's worth it's worth a try. And 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 the big the biggest thing is that I'm curious to see how it is if like if more of our friends are on it. Yeah. You know, because then it's like the thing is it's it's greatest asset and downfall in its simplicity. Yeah. It's literally just. Enter the house if you want to face chat or not. Like, you leave just kind of leave yeah. the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a go in to talk or go out to not talk. Yeah. You, you can't use it if you are if you need to talk to someone. Yes. That's, like, that's not its use case. It's not like I need to talk to Steve. I'm going to join the house and see if he joins the house with me. Like, it you would know. probably be fun. It would be really good on a like a fantasy football draft or like something where you're, you're yeah. coordinate like a coordinated event. Where you need to yeah. see a bunch of people or talk to a bunch of people, but it's not super serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, if you're trying to get stuff done, yeah. it's pretty difficult. Yeah, e- even for a coordinated thing, I it's you can lock the groups if you want. Yeah, you can lock it, but it, it's performance that I've seen so far is relatively bad as far as like everyone's connection. It's new. Being, it's a new app. Up. Yeah, it's they could beef it up, but either way, give it a try. Join the house with us. House party. Yeah, we have it. Yeah. So if you want to just so. check it out, it's actually really fun. It's yeah. very easy. Yeah, it's it's 
it's nothing you have to there's no learning curve it's, no. it's you just open it up and there you are so um so that's that house party house party i'm not gonna rate house party I think no there's no, too way too early for a rating for yeah. house party um so that's that brings us to period number three which is sports so we don't have a ton we don't have a ton going on in sports um it is the nfl uh draft combine season um and the nfl off season as well uh, where a bunch of transactions may or may not be going down in the near future leading up to the draft, which is in April. Um, so I see your first topic here. You have Deshaun Jackson to the Bucks. I question do, question mark. mark. So, so did you see a report on that? Uh, I did. So there, it's been very widely reported that uh, he wants to play for the Bucks. It's exactly what the Bucks need. I, I I know I talk about the Bucks every time I get a chance, but it's my only outlet to do it. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson, I think he's in his ninth year in the NFL, tenth year. Still on the veteran side, but young enough to, to be able to still play very well. Um, been linked to the Bucks multiple times. It's exactly what the Bucks need. Uh, they need uh, someone to, to spread the field so Mike Evans can get open underneath or, or have a jump ball, and they need Deshaun Jackson to be running slants and goes. Just get the DBs out of Mike Evans' face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's probably more likely than not, if I was to, if I was to bet on it, I would say it's going to happen based on what I'm reading. Um, he's had ties to both um, Jason Light, our general manager, and Dirk Cutter, the head coach. Uh, he's he's spoken with Jameis at different camps in the past. He's he's commented on Mike Evans's game. So there's a lot of signs pointing to him going to the Bucks. And uh, there's not many other teams who are desperate for wide receivers, or at least that type of wide receiver. Right. Um, and there's it's a very deep free agent class for wide receivers this year. Brandon Marshall was just released. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alshon Jeffries is a free agent. Uh, or Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, and I think there's a few others like uh, who's the guy for Muhammad Sanu? I think is a free agent. Is he? Um, or someone like yeah. him? There's a bunch right. of like that mid-level tier guys yeah. too. After after right. those t- after those three, but um, so it's a pretty deep uh, wide receiver free agent class, and I don't think a ton of teams are desperate for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think it's a good chance, and I think it helped the Bucks a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's got a good. Uh, Potential to help out is kind of what they need right there on the on the outside with some speed. Speaking of speed, uh, John Ross uh, speed. breaking Chris Johnson's 40-time record. Chris Johnson had the uh, record in the 40-yard dash at the Combine with a 4.24. Uh, John, Ross, John Ross out of Washington uh, breaks that record with a 4.22. Um, the, the really encouraging thing for John Ross here is that a lot of times you see the guys that are burners in this 40-yard dash being the guys that aren't necessarily the best prospects. You know, you don't always have a first-round talent that's combining that with 4-2-2 speed, and that's what you have here with John Ross. So it'll be really interesting to see if he, how much he vaulted himself even higher. I mean, he was already getting first-round grades. He was So he's projected on multiple mock drafts before the combine to the Bucks at yeah. 19 who are, who are in the need, who are in need of wide receiver. He's definitely going before that. Yeah. I mean, if, you can, if you're a first-round wide receiver – and then you become the fastest wide receiver of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. your draft stock just shot up. Yeah. Uh, so I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he went top ten. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so oh, speaking of yep. which, so he, you heard the island, the the fast. If if the record, if Chris Johnson's record was broken, mm-hmm. Adidas was oh, going to yeah. give that player an island. That mm-hmm. was this big promotion. It got yeah. a lot of uh, news press. It it was kind of talked about in that that community for a long time. He, you, the only caveat was you had to run with Adidas cleats, <laughs> and there was some other like bullcrap stuff underneath, uh, yeah. like in the fine print. It was 
they don't have to actually give you an island. They can give you like monetary equivalent and it can, yeah. it's taxed X amount. But like there's just all this fine print that it wasn't actually that great. Mm-hmm. So he didn't run with Adidas cleats. He immediately signed with uh, Nike right after he ran, right after the combine, he immediately mm-hmm. signed with Nike and they asked him why he didn't want to win the island. Like, why didn't you wear, just yeah. wear Adidas for the, the thing and, and win the island and then sign with whoever you want. And he said, I can't swim, and I don't own a boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, simple as that. Yeah, that's that's all you need swim, to know. I can't swim, and I don't own a boat. So what do I need with an island? And it was kind of a jab at Adidas. Like, obviously, yeah. he's trying to get promotion. He's like, what is this yeah. stupid? I don't need that. Yeah. I'm signing with Nike. I'm going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. So very, very hot start for John Ross. Yeah, absolutely. In so the media department. Yeah. Uh, we'll fit right in in the NFL uh, as a big personality there. So um, so that's that for the 40-yard dash. Speaking, speaking of the 40-yard dash, uh, the, the last topic here for sports, I think, is just a little bit of QB talk. So uh, Deshaun Watson and Mitch uh, Trubisky are the two uh, premier quarterbacks in the class as far as at the top of the draft. Um, they run the same 40 time, yeah. which I don't I, think I was think expected. Deshaun, I think Deshaun Watson was like .01 faster. Was it? Yeah, which okay. Is ba- which yeah, is essentially, yeah. For 466 and 467, I yeah, think. Yeah, right. So, so, you know, for all intents and purposes, they are essentially the same speed, uh, which is not what – the eye test might tell you with Mitch Trubisky, who's a big guy and a big pocket passing quarterback. Uh, and Deshaun Watson has been much more mobile over his career at Clemson. Um, they actually run the same speed. Do you, do you put any stock in that? Do you, does it, does it elevate Mitch Trubisky at all for you? Does it lower Deshaun Watson at all for you? So I don't like my quarterback to be a running quarterback. Um, and it's, it's a stereotype, obviously. Um, Jameis Winston came out of college, and, and he was pretty mobile, but he's really not. Yeah. And I don't like when your my quarterback runs. I don't like when he, there's the they've got the runner rule where they can get decked outside the pocket. Yeah. And, and I, I I like a my quarterback standing there throw a dart or like throw mm-hmm. seventy yards from his knees, like yeah. just a just a pure physical power quarterback. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't bother me too much. I mean, I, I don't have, really have to worry yeah. about the quarterback thing either. Do you? But for a team taking it, I mean. I, I, wa- I watched a few of Mitch Trubisky's games just because I was curious, and he's also in the ACC. Yeah, um, He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's... Deshaun Watson is a gamer, and, and he he won a national championship, so yeah. he's an unbelievable quarterback, obviously. Yeah. But Mitch Trubisky was making throws and plays that I was I was like, no other person can do that, mm-hmm. throwing the ball. Yeah, um, Deshaun Watson was, it was very mobile, can kind of similar to James, can create on the fly, doesn't really have to mm-hmm. – doesn't be, have to be running necessarily, but can avoid people in the pocket yeah. and, and is pretty loose. Yeah. Um, but Trubisky, I think, is going to be an excellent yeah. quarterback. And I think neither of these guys are run first by any means, but um, oh, no it's certainly I think it certainly vaults Trubisky up a little bit to have to, to see him run as fast as Deshaun Watson because you know w- while you don't want a guy like that to be a running quarterback, which I don't think he is by any stretch. Um, you look at what a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, for example, can do with his legs. Aaron Rodgers is, is yeah. not at all a running quarterback, but his ability to run every once in a while is a really big part of his game. You know, and I think, and, and I think the ability to scramble and be mobile in a pocket is yeah. ten times more important than oh, being yeah. able to run out of the pocket. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. And so I think certainly the speed here is a huge, you know boost up for Mitch Trubisky uh, after what we saw him do in some of those games, particularly at the end of, in bowl season, in, in yeah. UNC's bowl game. I mean, he was dropping dimes the entire final few drives And there. throwing rockets. And, like, yeah, exactly. He had all nice the tools. Touch, yeah. Nice touch, 
speed. It was great. Yeah, so it comes down to, you know, the different strengths on each of those two kids. Watson obviously has all the championship experience and the caliber there, uh, the intangibles, if you will. And Trubisky has what you might say is the total package of physical tools for an NFL quarterback. Um, I guess my question to you before we move on is there's a few options now if you're a team like Cleveland or San Francisco or one of these teams that are near the top of the draft. Um, you've got a couple of, of free agent options. Mike Glennon is headlining those right yeah, now. Yeah, he's getting reports um, that he's going to make $14 million yeah, a year. And, and there are reports that the Bucks offered him $7 million, yeah. which is even surprising to me that High, they would offer him that much the to highest be the backup. Back, he would be the highest yeah. paid backup. So, so, so I don't know if that's uh, – I don't know whether that's posturing for, for their own guy to try to get him paid. You know, in free agency, to yeah. try to do him a solid, to say, hey, we're, we want him for $7 million, so he's doing something right. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but uh, regardless, you know, you have guys like Mike Glennon as, you know, free agent quarterback. You have Deshaun Watson and Mitch Trubisky at the top of the draft, who are the rookies that you're going to start fresh with. Um, or there's still the reports that Jimmy Garoppolo could be available, but let's assume that that's at a price tag of maybe a first and a second round pick. Um, what is your move out of those options if you're one of those two teams? It obviously depends on my team mm-hmm. um, yeah so let's say you're cleveland let's if i'm cleveland, cleveland and i and we keep joe thomas mm-hmm. and he's a good offensive lineman and yeah. we still have a good offensive line i think you continue with I, I honestly i think mitch trubisky would be a good pick i mean cleveland needs to burn it down i think yeah um but if you're a team like i don't know the bears who yeah, who the, have yeah. cutler and have a decent team around him I think an average quarterback like a Mike Glennon or a um, Jimmy Garoppolo, like assuming he's mm-hmm. he's average, these these players are, are are proven to to perform in the NFL. Uh, Mike Glennon had a really great, uh, I think like all these like random sabermetric stats, mm-hmm. but his his TD to interception ratio was good. He his mm-hmm. pocket he presence like was good. Like and there's season. tape there's yeah. tape on these people. There there's tape against NFL defenses, mm-hmm. especially defenses in your division that these quarterback that they have to look at. And that was um Rod Woods or um is Rod Woodson the, the announcer now on, on NFL tonight or whatever? Uh I think he's one of them, yeah. Or Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yeah, Charles, Charles yeah. Woodson. He said the exact same thing. He's like the the difference is there's even though he's he's hasn't lit the world on fire, Mike Lennon has six hundred fifty something snaps mm-hmm. that you can review and say, this is what he's good at, this is what he's not good at. Yeah. College is a completely different game. I mean, you can watch as much snaps in college as you want, but mm-hmm. it's really not the same. So I think t- if you think a person is good enough to at least maybe get you to the playoffs or, or get your team some like revitalized spirit, mm-hmm. I think you can add some better pieces in the draft, like uh, more playmakers, or even just yeah. put a Mike Lennon in there, put a Jimmy Garoppolo in there, and then build your offensive line, yeah. build your outside. So so it looks like the fan – like. You can't really tank in the NFL. It's just yeah. a really bad. There's only 16 games. There's the fans are are very fickle. If you tank the NFL, you're you're going to lose a lot of money, a lot of fans, mm-hmm. and it's probably not going to work out for you. Yeah. Um, so you need to make an effort, and I think putting in a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Mike Lennon or or um, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though they're not great, mm-hmm. you can put them on your team, give yourself a good chance, put some playmakers around them, build a team, and then go for mm-hmm. your stud. Unless you think right. Uh, Deshaun Watson or Mitch Trubisky is a franchise quarterback that you'll have forever. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to pass that up if you don't have yeah. a quarterback, but it, it wholly depends on the team for yeah. me. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's the trick with um, with Garoppolo, with what you were just mentioning there. I think he doesn't 
he doesn't fit in the same category as the other guys because of what you have to give up if you're going to get him. Yeah. Um. So so you know if if you're getting him, you're treating him as 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 if he's Deshaun Watson or, yeah. or Mitch Trubisky, as far as you know what you think about it. The, the, um, the real reason behind all this is it's a very very thin quarterback. Yeah, it is. And it is. The, once the first two go, if they do. Yeah. There's not much behind it, yeah. and do you do you pay Mike Glennon exactly the money that is much the big, money. The money yeah. is the big thing because now if you're talking about money, you're gonna pay one team's gonna pay Mike Glennon, and then before you know it, the next team's paying some other mediocre quarterback. And you know it, it's it, it's a fair question to say: Is it better to have no quarterback or to have all your money tied up in a quarterback that can't win you the Super Bowl? You know, yeah. so so th- there's there's valid concerns there. I think one of the most attractive options about Garoppolo is is the money for one more year. But the problem is that you have to give up a lot to get that. You know, you know, you you can give up a lot, and you can get Garoppolo for one year, and you can, without without committing a ton of money, you can say, is this the guy or not? The problem is then he hits free agency, and so at that point he's not locked up, and he could hit, he could go to another team. You know, so there's a lot of risk with Garoppolo, and there's a lot of risk with rookies too. So it, it, it's really tough. I would be inclined for them to draft a, one of these two rookies, but I'm I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna I mean, say this though, whichever team gets Mike Lennon is gonna get a lot of crap. Yeah. They're going to get a lot of crap for doing it, for paying him way too much. Mm-hmm. Who's this backup? I think he's serviceable. I yeah. think he's yeah. a good quarterback. Yeah. If he's on a good team, if he gets three years, I think he can bring them to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I really do. And yeah. that's not just me being a Bucks homer. I really did. I'm, I'm a million percent happier with Jameis than I am with Mike Glennon. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think. I think just because he's gotten a bad rap and looks like Napoleon Dynamite, people <laughs> people are giving him all this crap like who would ever yeah. want him on your team but he's a yeah. decent quarterback he's yeah. he's he's been in i don't know was it 25 games total like it wasn't that, bad yeah. so yeah so there you go there's uh some qb options we'll keep an eye on that as the draft gets closer and uh, uh the offseason continues to progress so uh that'll do it for period number three brings us to the final drive you want to go first drive. or second i'm gonna go first all right uh, i want to do another quick um shout out to the indwelling thank you yep. very much for sponsoring us uh, go to indwelling.org or go to the Facebook link in the description or uh, in, I guess, the description of the iTunes or on the website uh, and, and play the game. We will be playing it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. My, my real final drive is we saw a trailer for a movie called Slamma Jamma coming out in 2017, and I just want to read you. Uh, it's, if, you if you have Hulu, it's in the trailer section. Search Slamma Jamma. And this is the description you will get for Slamma Jamma coming out in 2017. <clears throat> wrongfully, wrongfully accused and sent to prison, a former basketball star, star prepares for the National Slam Dunk Competition while finding redemption in himself and those he loves. There it is. It's amazing. 99 Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. No, it has no ratings yet. It, the trailer looks terrible. <laughs> it looks like the worst movie ever, but I cannot wait for it to come out. It's a movie about a slam dunk contest. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. It's it looks so bad that it's good. So I'm highly recommending at least watching the trailer for Slamma Jamma. I'm sure it's on YouTube. You could probably YouTube Slamma Jamma as two M's on both Slamma and Jamma. <laughs> uh, and it I'm I'm super excited. So check out the trailer. There you go. It, it, I, that's all I can say about Slamma Jamma. There Slamma it is. Jamma. Um, so my final drive is uh, another year and another Lent season. Um, as we talked about it last year, we gave up the beer and the ice cream, and we had the beer and ice cream party at the end of it. That didn't really happen. Great party. Um, so this year, I've changed gears a little bit, and I'm giving up Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, which, if you know me, is going to be tough. Um, 
every day I walk to work, I walk by two Dunkin' Donuts, three if you want to count crossing the street to get to one. Um, so that's a lot of access, a lot of temptation. In um, like a 20-minute walk. In like a 20, yeah, 20 to 30-minute walk. So uh, lots of access. And I walk by one Starbucks on that on that path as well. So, so a lot of coffee. So a lot, a lot of, of temptation, a lot of temptation. I'm tired walking to work. I just want a coffee, and I walk by four places that I can't do it. So That's good. It's going to be tough, um, but there it is. So uh, beer and ice cream last year. I think beer and ice cream was probably slightly tougher, but not much, I think. Because I think it's it's very similar because they're, they're you can different. still drink coffee, but just yeah. not like you can, yeah. The beer and ice cream you can, you can still, still drink, drink liquor and wine. Yeah, you can stuff beer. candy or something instead of ice cream. You know, um, I will say that I will say that it's more difficult on a day to day basis, but um, but it, the actual temptations are a little bit easier because I can you know coffee's coffee you know coffee's totally whereas coffee. the beer it was like remember towards the end of Lent it was like I just want a beer I just, <laughs> yeah. want, I just want to have a beer like yeah. I'm sick of drinking whiskey and coke or whatever Ugh. you know Ugh. um so yeah there it is there's uh there's my lent sacrifice so there it is that's it for episode 56 of you in heard the your second uh thanks again to indwelling and head to indwelling.org to check out that organization and the march madness pool that we've discussed uh and we'll be back in touch about that next week of course and that's that so uh preemptively we think we're gonna have eric hamlet on the show next week yeah. so hopefully that pans out steve made an outlook invite for it so i did um, important so business meeting important. for monday night exactly so uh the game shows will return next week uh and that's that for episode 56 we'll see you guys next week for episode 57 later days